Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Welcome to the podcast. It's August 31st on the eve of a four-day weekend for me. Took tomorrow off and it is the wrapping up of our summer here in northern Michigan. It is going to be probably the biggest weekend of travel since Memorial Day. And what's really interesting is that I live 55 miles south of a five-mile suspension bridge that connects Michigan's Upper Peninsula with the Lower Peninsula. Now, I have never ever done the traditional walk, which is over five miles, on this bridge. Once a year, they allow people to walk across the bridge, and it's done on Labor Day. Well, this year, because of security, I guess, in the world, they've decided to close the entire bridge. And they're closing the main interstate for several hours. And the last stop is right at my town. So we are going to spend um, lots of the weekend visiting family. And we may hunker down and just make sure we have everything we need so that Monday, when this shutting down of the interstate happens, uh, we won't have to go anywhere. We typically get very, very um, full with tourists. Our town gets traffic jams and it's lo- you're locked in. You can't go to the grocery store easily and it's a, a really big problem for businesses. Now the good news is I have a couple little shops near my house that I could walk to. If I needed groceries, there are a couple of smaller ones that are not near the interstate that I might be able to get bread or whatever. But we're just planning ahead because after that, Tourism lights up, lightens up, and, you know, until the height of the autumn colors and people come up to look at the leaves, and then um, it doesn't really start up again heavily until snow, and the, and I can't even believe I said that word, and the people come up for snowmobiling and skiing. So today, I was just kind of a post um solar eclipse week was really kind of odd. I don't know. Did you guys notice that? Things just kind of went off and people were irritable and it just was a whole week of excitement because um, we all had the glasses and went out in the parking lot. Um, People in my office in the office building, we all shared and we had a little party of it and it was a great day. And we had some unexpected auditors in my office, which, whoa, right in the middle of the solar eclipse but hey it went well and then you know overall it just kind of went people have been just a little bit off school is starting here um after the holiday and then i hope that everyone gets back on track so as promised i wanted to discuss what trends i saw and my experience at grand rapids aqs You may remember I was part of a collaborative project where my friends and I, we did a quilt and it was a challenge. A lot of it was pieced in a day. We had a big pile of fabrics and we chose numbers and we had an inspiration block and piece by piece. People took their turn and they added to the quilt either blocks or borders or ideas. Things could get chopped up and recycled around, but everything that someone made was in the quilt. And I had the distinct honor of long arming it. 
So I overgrammed that picture on it uh, on Instagram, that quilt. I took lots of pictures. I took some videos. It's really a thrill when you have lots of people come together and make something that really is greater than the sum of all of its parts. It, it was amazing. It turned out so well. I felt like it showed well. Um, it was a black background with lots of bright colors, improvisationally pieced, improvisationally quilted in a graffiti style or collage style. I had some thoughts on how I did male and female um, feeling stitches throughout, you know, the zones of the quilt. And I just was very proud. Uh, it was one of those projects where I was so, so happy. Even though during the time of collaboration and making art, there are moments where your brain is stretched, turned inside out. You have a few little ruffles here and there because I just couldn't see where I was going with my part. And I always hate what I do before it launches off to become a full-fledged piece of art, you know, out launched into the world. And and it, it came to go together very, very well. So what was the trends in the modern category? Well, the trends were um, improvisationally pieced things were still there and they looked great. But the other trend was lots and lots of improvisationally done quilting. And then there were things that were more graphic, things like um, lots of triangles and things that were done in oversized blocks. There still were like um, colorations, gradient, gradient I think you say, ombre fabrics. But what I saw more was things that had alternate grid work and things that had a lot of um, wonky and improvisationally stuff were still there, but more and more order was to a lot of modern quilts like Krista Watson's um, Chevron quilt was there. It was absolutely lovely. And there was a lot of really cool fabrics, you know, some ombers or tie-dyes. There were things that were super, super bright. Lots of bright fabrics was the trend. Um, there were still some things that we would consider in a more... Um, um, muted palette. Some of those were exceptionally gorgeous, but the overall trend, when I look at the pictures, it's a lot of bright, bold colors, saturated colors. The great news in the modern class is that the color palette has expanded. I want to raise my hands up and shake them in the air in a very dance of victory because it has expanded to every color of the rainbow was represented. Still a lot of quilts had a lot of white expanse in the background but a lot of them had other colors and that was phenomenal. Dense quilting is king at these kinds of shows. The denser the quilts the better. Um, the denser the quilting the better. And when you started migrating away from the modern category to other categories it was still contemporary feeling quilts with bright bold colors. A lot of world influences of shapes and colors from other countries. Um, some of the ideas were just phenomenal. Um, quilts that were also lots of quilts or triptychs I saw at the into one quilt like layered on top of each other. There was a New York beauty quilt that was like lots of mini quilts sewn together in um, an art piece as well as some triptychs. The other trend I saw was 
um, there were a couple of quilts like in QuiltCon that had no traditional binding. They were um, probably flipped on the end in like they probably even sewed it as an envelope and then flipped it and then quilted it. But that was not the trend for majority of quilts. Many of the quilts at AQS Grand Rapids had scalloped edges or fancy, fancy edges. Things with piping, things with alternate bindings that were very elaborate with colors or braids, um, lots of lots of inventive and creative things. Uh, just really lots of scalloped edges. I even saw a quilt where they didn't bind it at all. It was more of an art piece and they cut the quilt in an artistic jagged way and left the edges raw. And that was very interesting because it fit the art piece that it was. There's still lots of traditional quilts there. Um, I saw, you know, some things that are still happening, which were, you know, one or two political quilts were there, but not too many, and they weren't, um, they weren't harsh. What I did see, though, were like the envelope quilt that I find interesting is people do it as an envelope. This one was arranged in the star because who sends letters anymore? I sure don't. I can't remember the last time I sent a letter. I had to buy stamps. You know, things that were old technology that at other quilt shows have been, were like super highlighted, um, you know, like maps or other old technology such as typing or people worried about cursive dying. You know, that kind of stuff didn't see too many. Um, but what I was total, totally enamored with was Sheila Frampton Cooper's special display and the quilts that she had in the show. This is my ultimate hero here in her work. I've never seen it before. And as I examined the pieces, they all, or the majority of them, looked pieced in. They're very, very free form, very, very modern and contemporary. She has a very gorgeous eye for color, improvisationally pieced. If you are not familiar with her work, you need to go look it up. I didn't even see that a lot of it was applique. There may have been some pieces that were applique or raw edge, but when I got up close, I thought they looked pieced in. Her quilting is phenomenal and densely quilted, and it's all part of the collages that she makes. I am just in love with the color. That she did. So this year, um, the AQS show I thought was really, really good. I enjoy it every year. Um, they have a display of everything from antique or vintage quilts that people finished in a modern, you know, with modern finishing techniques like long arm machines. That was pretty cool. Um, there were lots of quilts of every shape and size. And the other trend that I saw at the show was medallion or mandala style circles. New York beauties were a lot of quilts with New York beauties in them. And man, they are so inspiring to me. Um, another <clears throat> and other circle circular um, blocks that were tradition but brought up to contemporary coloration and style like Mariner's Compass. Um, just those are the things that were really amazing to me. They had... Um, guild challenges there as well as other mini wall quilts and challenges by um, a fabric company and the authors people who had books in the front end by aqs they had an author's gallery so people had um samples of their work 
that may have been from the books. So AQS is phenomenal. It's like I, I only go to a couple shows a year just because of time and travel um, is, is not always easy. But I took my mom and if you want to watch a real cute video of us walk around the quilt shows like a couple of kids. We had a lot of fun with it and we were there Saturday which I found to be a great day. It was less attended probably than the earlier in the week. There's still a lot of people there but I could get pictures of quilts unobstructed. We could walk through the galleries. We could get videos at the end of the day that didn't have tons of people in it. The vendors were phenomenal. There were lots and lots of vendors. I tried out a couple of long arm machines and I have to say I'm super impressed with the little ones um, and one that Grace Company has out, the Cunique and the Frame. That was a smooth machine. I love that. And the only three things that I really, really wanted to buy, one was the Petoskey Stone Fabric, which is our state stone, and that quilt shop was not there. So I'm going to have to go to Charlevoix, Hearts to Holly, to get that. And that's easy enough. It's an hour from my house, and maybe I will do that on Labor Day. Who knows? But the other two things were I wanted to buy a tiny little long arm straight edge ruler, and I found it for 15 bucks at the Handy Quilter Stand. And and I, it was in my price range, it was eight inches. It was exactly what I wanted. So I will fire that up for the blog hop that's coming up. Oh, we will talk about that later too. We'll have to make the big announcement. And the other thing I wanted to buy was cherry wood hand dyed fabric. That was my big regret from last year is that I was, I didn't buy it. I was being, you know, really tight with my money. And fabric is something that, you know, I wanted to use up. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. All of my friends came home from all the quilt shows last year, Houston, big ones out west, regional ones, and they had cherry wood. And I got green with envy. My mom bought a grab bag, which is their, it's a collection of just oddball cutoffs. And my mom was working, is working on a Lion King quilt and she bought the book. That was the Cherrywood fabric last year. And they're big challenge, which we were so impressed with. Well, this year is my favorite color palette. I just love it. It's teals and blues. It's the Van Gogh challenge. Now, I didn't get a quilt in time for the cutoff for this challenge, but they still had lots of fat quarter bundles of that color palette that I was able to purchase. I bought a grab bag and I'm thrilled with all of the colors in it. And I keep thinking, I don't know what I want to do with that exactly. But on my radar for years has been a great quilt called Postcards from Sweden, which is a free quilt. The pattern is on Craftsy. If you Google Postcards from Sweden, it's been out there for a couple of years. And it's just cool because it's based on a postcard that was at Ikea that I regret that I did not buy. But I, I just like that modern, fresh, bright look. And I have to go through and kind of play with the colors in my grab bag. So the grab bag I have has got a lot of color in it with purples and reds and greens and yellows and just love the saturated colors as well as my Van Gogh which is lots of blues and a black. I also bought Bonnie Browning's Zentangle Art to Go and we got a Missouri Star quote company. Of course we got to stop there. Love Jenny Doan and she had lots of lots of different fabrics and pre-cuts in in the bin was our gamble for the day. My mom and I like to buy like um grab bags at <laughs> 
quilt shops that are you don't know what you're getting. Well, this was grab bags of charm packs that you didn't know what you were getting. And I got a great one called Hello World. So I've been using that to make some samples of blocks that are going to be part of the blog hop. So we had a great time. I would highly recommend going to a juried in quilt show. Um, my goal is sometime to get to MQX and someday to get to the National Quilt Show, um, International Quilt Show, either in Houston or in one of its rolling places. Of course, I really hope that the quilt show in Houston this year is going to be a part. It's going to go. I mean, with the hurricane going on. I have my worries that um, there may be issues and I, I just want to put it out there. It's heavy on my heart about the devastation in Houston and I don't really know how I'm going to be able to help and that maybe money is the best way to help because, I, you know, quilts might not get to people. I, I don't know. I'm thinking about that. But also heavy on my heart are things like the devastating fires that are out west and, and flooding throughout the world so many natural disasters. And um, so I'm I'm looking at, well, how can I help? Well, I don't know how I can help people in those situations, but I do know that I continue to make quilts for children who are fighting cancer. And maybe that will be my focus, you know, is that continuing to work on my more than four quilts along to make sure that the quilts I have designated to go to children will get there. So, and that's my goal right now is to finish up those quilts for kids who are fighting cancer and pouring my energy of quilt making into that as well as some other projects that I have going and then looking that maybe the best way to help people in some of these other disasters is really donating my drop in the bucket that could be collected with other people's little donations that maybe drops in the bucket and eventually that bucket might fill up to mean that they can do what they need to do like fix the roads and infrastructure and getting water and power and all the essentials to people. So so anyway, that's my thoughts on the devastation in Houston, Texas. But I know that there are, are so many other places that are going through other problems too. But I do have some, you know, my eyes and ears open to what may be happening to the Houston International Quilt Market Show and Trade Show and Quilt Show. I don't know what it's called. I guess I better look that up before I start yammering on about it. I'm pretty excited about um, what's happening in September because on the 18th of September, um, we, me, me, Holly Ann, Kristen, and Jen is going to be part of it. Also, we're doing a blog hop reviewing um, Krista Watson's newest book called Peace and Quilt with Precuts. It's a fabulous book. I have an advanced copy of it. And we are all working on a quilt that Krista um, is going to tell us which one to make. And we are going to highlight blocks that are in this book, talk about the journey of making the quilts that we're making. And of course, there's going to be a major focus in my post about the free motion quilting that Krista used in the book. Now, I may quilt mine differently than she did. That's the whole point, isn't it? To, to make a quilt your own. But I have used many of her stitches over the last month, her free motion stitches in quilts that I have done for myself and for other customers. And, you know, it's really good to branch out beyond what you normally do and try something different. These stitching were things that I have never tried before. And I 
absolutely loved how they turned out. So stay tuned for that blog hop. That'll be it'll be a four to five week hop. Um, we're going to do lots of highlighting each week of the book. You know, this book has quite a few quilts in it, and the quilts have been um, revealed out on Krista's website. But I wanted to show different blocks that I did in colorations. Show you different free motion quilting stitches because that's where I enjoy working in that part of the quilt probably the most and just show you that um, these quilts don't have to be so complicated and overly complicated in the quilting to make them look very very beautiful fresh she has them in modern color palettes but you can certainly choose whatever color palette appeals to your aesthetic and same with the quilting so as we roll into September, it has brought to my attention that the new school year is starting, which to me starts the beginning of my new year. I really, really, really feel that September should be new year because your whole life as a child and then as a parent is run by the school year. And now that um, I still have a a kid in college. So my brain still thinks September is New Year. So I'm mapping out my New Year's resolutions, my New Year plans, projects, hopes, dreams, short-term plans, long-term plans. I do this every year and I've stuck to the plan quite well. My goal last year was to submit a couple of patterns for either publication or um, viewing on the internet. And that happened with Moda Bake Shop's arrows. I've submitted a couple of manuscripts out there. Um, so far, I haven't got any yeses, but to me, each time I do it, it's one more um, level of experience and understanding what I may be doing right and what also I could improve upon in sending them out. Um, photographed my own quilts, pictures for these covers on the Moda Bake shop that was a brand new experience you know so I did my 100 day project last year and I'm trying to think what else I had as goals you know mostly like things on working on being confident and not afraid of trying new things so I tried a lot of new things and I did my first wavy line quilt textured quilt, straight line quilting with rulers. I really felt like I stretched myself and learned a lot last year. So this next year, I'm hoping to stretch myself further. Um, I'm looking at ways of improving my blog and I'm trying to figure out the best way if I decide to actually um, put a pattern up for sale, you know, what would be the best way? You know, I'm open to hearing people's ideas on what they feel is a good way. Is Etsy a good way? Is Craftsy a good way? Um, I'm looking at my website, you know, can I add a little shop to it for PDF files? You know, I don't know. I'm really not that computer savvy, but I am learning. The other thing is, is um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to organize all my pattern ideas together and polish them up, I guess. And so those are on my horizon. But I've already thought about what I want to work on this winter are three projects. One is a postcards from Sweden possibly with cherry wood, but they may not be bright enough, so I'm not sure. I want to make one test block 
of a New York beauty because I was fascinated with them at the quilt show. And even one mini quilt, you know, or a tiny little um, wall hanging type of New York beauty doesn't have to be a full quilt. I just want to try that and quilt it and bind it and call it good. But the other thing is this year I want to focus more on making what Gwen Marston called little sketches, little quilts that are ideas. And I want to focus probably more on this after Christmas and through the 100 day project that the Arts Council in uh, my town starts it at the end of January. And I know a lot of other people start their 100 day project um, more towards spring, but ours works better for me because it's slow winter months up here and I'm not out and about and usually long arming slows down a little bit but I want to keep my little sketches two feet by two feet and I want them to be improvisationally pieced and I want to try some different ideas that I've been having and I have to say I was very inspired by Sheila Frampton Cooper's display at AQS and I was in love with all of that and her colors I've always been inspired by Gwen Marston so I'm trying to figure out a way that I can make a Vicki Holloway version of those influences um, with the New York beauty and the postcards from Sweden being totally different types but they will be little and I might even fill up a whole wall in my house with these little quilts be nice to have a bunch of them and you know maybe seasonal colors or things that could be rotated out so those are some of the plans I have for this next year and my new year's personal goals are to continue on health you know yeah losing weight and getting my labs better and all that but it's really more about health um we are getting back to the gym multiple days a week i'm trying to do a different approach instead of making all my exercise be in one hour sessions three days a week at the gym of doing maybe a little bit less for a while at the gym like 45 minutes and then doing half hour sessions of other types of exercise at home trying to do something every day the more i sit around in my job which is um at a computer, the, the more you feel like you're setting up like concrete. <laughs> Your joints don't move, you lose flexibility, you feel weak and tired. So I'm focusing more on endurance and cardiovascular health, um, putting weight training aside and doing more um, moving my own body weight type of resistance training, kind of going back to what I did when I was a lot younger for that kind of training. So that's what I'm doing on a personal level, not following any special diet except one that is um, healthy and less, basically. And other personal goals are going to be things like working on quiet time every day to do some religious meditating. I'm going to say religious because I don't I don't want to call it meditation. I do want to continue in expanding my spiritual life. So that's something I'm going to keep working on with daily, you know, readings and pondering the readings and then doing some deep breathing exercises, which I truly believe helps us stay grounded and in the moment and enjoying every, every little thing that comes our way. And, you know, the busyness of summer, I kind of get away from that kind of thinking. And then as we come into the fall and going into Thanksgiving and through the winter, life slows down and I am able to appreciate things. I mean, little things of staying in the moment, 
appreciation. Like, I really appreciate that I have a home that's warm and dry. I really appreciate that I have air conditioning in the summer and heat in the winter. I appreciate my little things, the pants I have to choose from. But see, in the summer, I get busy and I flip-flop those ideas like, man, this house is really old and has, needs a lot of work and we're never going to get it done and blah, 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 until I retire. And, uh, you know, that negative grinding, you know, yeah, I have pants, but they're more than a year old and I should have 25 pair and I only have X number of pair. And, you know, they're like, how ridiculous. How many pairs of pants are you really going to wear? I pick the same five that I do every week. <laughs> you know, um, summer, when I get moving fast, I get moving. My brain gets going because um, we're gone a lot on weekends. Uh, something about living up here, when you have such long winters, you try to jam too much in 90 days of summer. And what I'm going to do is take this fall and it's a nice wind down from the fabulous energy and sights and sounds of the summer, which I thoroughly enjoy and just really start meditating on positivity and focusing on appreciation and thankfulness for all of the blessings that I've been given. And that also helps as I go into the long winter months with nothing but time on my hands. (laughs) You go to work, you come home, you work out, you sew, you quilt, you know, and I have a really, really structured routine because life is like that for me and that works for me. I have systems that work for me and and most of it is really and truly a mindset because I get the same amount of work done, I think, most of the time. I think I get more long arming done in the winter because we're home a little bit more, but I mean, as far as housework goes and as far as, you know, project wise and that, but it's really not not pressuring myself to get so much done that I feel like I'm not enjoying it anymore. And which I've never felt that way about quilting, but I have about music and I have about exercise and, you know, you get all fired up about it and then you get burnt out on it. So my other goal is to try to get music out a little bit more and play my instrument and, um, keep the rust knocked off my fingers enough to play a jig once in a while on my violin. Maybe even I found some YouTube things about singing. Um, I'd have a terrible singing voice, but I love to sing. And I thought, hmm, that might be something to do. And I have a few minutes by myself is go online for some free singing lessons and just try it out. I used to love to sing. I still love to sing in the car. But I should learn how to do it without straining my vocal cords. I, you know, I had surgery on my neck and the, you know, throat, uh, I don't know, eight years ago. And I'm, I'm finding that my voice has gotten weaker and weaker and weaker from that time in the surgery. And I thought maybe as a, you know, double folded thing, I'll, I'll learn how to sing properly. But then I will learn how to speak properly because I really do want to teach a class and I want to get going with some local quilt shops and you know I have a lot of ideas about maybe doing a trunk show and lecturing I want to do that I do but I got to learn how to speak so that my voice doesn't hurt because there are times where it doesn't take much and it can hurt and make sure that I'm using my vocal cords properly um and then I'm going to learn how to sing and see if that helps keep everything strong. And those are like kind of the mm, ideas rolling around in clouds of thought in my head. So let's end the podcast today with the thought that we all have so much to be thankful for. Let's reach out our hand to our neighbor when we can and quilt on. 
This podcast is brought to you by My Creative Corner 3, which is my blog and website where you can find all the information for my social media. Please sign up for my newsletter so you can keep in touch about exciting things and link packs and little notes and pictures about what's happening in my world. Also, um, feel free to leave a review on this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may have your podcast feed coming through. So people continue to find the podcast. It will help me out a lot. And it also will help us to continue the conversation well beyond the time that this podcast has finished. Thank you, everyone. Two points of clarification. Um, part of the reason the highway is being shut down is that they are continuing the traditional Labor Day bridge walk and only they are not allowing any traffic across it at all, which is unusual. Normally when the tens of thousands of people walk across the bridge, half of the bridge is still open to traffic. So that's part of the traffic backup problem. The other thing I wanted to add is that I forgot to say one shape that was repeated many, many, many times at the quilts at AQS, um, along with seeing a lot of New York beauties and circles was the diamond shape. Diamonds of all size and elongated, but the diamond shape was also very much seen on, on many quilts at the Grand Rapids Quilt Show.